good to be back For all you beautiful people out there We gon' do this one time, yo Yo, yo, it's been a minute But we back up in the spot again Flowing through the feed and we appreciate you logging in We are the Rant Foundation The pink and the black, we're bringing it back So when you put your faith in the mask It's all facts, you should join the conversation From all elite to where wrestling is entertainment It's every week, all new, no repeats With a crew you should meet Let me introduce you on the beat Now take a knee, he's the leader of the family The king of talk style, but you can call him Anthony Ain't nothing sweeter than a demon diva through your speakers She got that ladywood, the one and only Issa And batting third, everybody's favorite nerd with no rhythm It's Phil, but you can call him Philium Now sit back and enjoy the feel Cause we're the only ones left keeping wrestling real And welcome, everybody, to the show that is building the foundation of professional wrestling. We are the Ramp Foundation. I'm your host, the King of Talk Style, Anthony DeStefano. And with me, as always, is the squad, the crew, the gang, the team. I got the beard of Bunny Philium. Uh, shout out to Gryffindor. There you go. And we have Elwood Master. Hello. I can't believe Are, is Elwood Master still in retribution or did she get replaced like she Mercedes? Got, she actually went back to a different podcast and then we had to replace her. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what Mercedes <laughs> Martinez was like. I'm in retribution. I'm in NXT. Okay. She was yeah. in every everything retribution until they got drafted. They need a leader, so we're gonna take Mustafa, you're in Mercedes. Yeah, you're somebody out. backstage was like four. But not five. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And we're going to talk a little bit about retribution tonight because um, they got drafted. So someone who's ruining your show gets drafted. It's like it's like the guy in your fantasy football league that's always late or doesn't show up to the draft, and you keep inviting him back. Why would you do it? That's what WWE just did. They drafted someone who is fucking up their company storyline wise. So right, um, but they gave him a contract too. So it does. Yeah, it does. yeah, logic out the window. Mm-hmm. Um. New Day breaking up. We're going to talk about that. I think that's it's not breaking up. They're still the New They're Day. They're broken up. They're broken but at the up. same time, you know, it's they're, it's they're on different shows. They're broken up. It's the we'll first time that they've have been separated um since the New Day have started. So that's going to be an interesting, interesting dynamic. Hello, everybody. Hi, James. Hi, Dave. Yo, what's up, Ed? Everyone in the chat, if you guys want us to talk about something, let us know. We'll talk about it. But we're going to open the show with retribution because i feel like they teased and they teased and they teased for monday night for mustafa ali to finally speak why we all know the reasons why right and guess what happened i waited for a couple couple hours no ali i watched the entire show because for some reason i don't like myself i hate myself (laughs) and i sat and watched the whole show because you know what you know what everybody let's talk about it okay smackdown was so fucking shit. And not the wrestlers, not even the show, the draft was so fucking horrible. I was going into Monday like, you know what? Can't get any worse. Was I wrong? But can't get any worse. So I'm going to give Retribution a chance. I'm going to give Ali a chance. And then it was a promo. I blinked and I missed it. I thought it was like a, like a, after the break, we're going to get Ali promo. And then he never... And then shout out to Dave because I saw Dave tweet this saying that wasn't Ali's book tonight. Like, wasn't it promoted that he was yeah. going to speak? Well, yeah. And, and then, then he never speak. He well, never spoke. 
Ali kind of said something about that too. Ali was like, he, "How do you, how do you guys feel waiting for something and not getting it?" And yeah, it's that's like, called a good that, spin that, because that's, that's exactly that's yeah, called, it's a good that's, spin, bro. Because they just save. didn't book you. It's called a save. It's like when the girl walks by and you look at her, and your wife's like, "What are you looking at?" You're like, "Oh, look at that car. It's just a beautiful BMW." Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a good save, it's a quick save, glove save. Um, Issa, what did you think about Retribution? Um, and and Ali not speaking. You think this was, you know, meant to be, or do you think that it's definitely like something that, that just WWE just said fuck it and and let's do something else. I think regardless, Retribution is not here to be booked in promos or to be advertised ahead of time. So if you want to follow up the whole we do whatever we want storyline, even though they got a contract, that's what they're supposed to do. I was more interested in seeing some kind of interaction between Ali and Kofi Kingston backstage. Because yeah, because of what he tweeted. With that yeah. tweet and he said, hello, Kofi, I was here for it. I'm here for that yeah. feud. And then mm-hmm. nothing. That I was looking more forward to that because that is probably the one thing about wrestling that got me excited all week long was seeing that tweet because he was like, yo, that is like long time storyline finally coming together. But we didn't get that either. I wasn't expecting Ali to speak. I don't expect him to like him coming out and telling us explanations is just like what we expect. I don't want right. it to be expected. I want them to be completely different. I, I I'm actually excited for the um for for Ali to speak, but my logic behind it is like you have retribution, so you could have Dijack, whatever his name is now, Slapjack, Billy Bob, whatever, and Ali, and and who could be the faces that try to take them down. And there's no better face trio than the new day. And to me, that's the, if you're bringing Xavier back, that is the obvious answer. So like I'm, I'm MJ likes your hat, Phil. Um, (laughs) I'm like stumped by this because I know what they're doing. Biggie is going to be a single star, right? They're priming him for a singles push. But Kofi got a singles push and they were still the new day and it still meant something. And I feel like, once you take Big E out of that, I just don't get what they were thinking of splitting the New Day on two different shows. Now, the, the faction's still a faction. The trio's still a trio. They're always going to be a New Day. But it's different, right? The dynamic's different. When you take you, you take Issa off the show and it's just Phil and me, you take me off the show and it's just Issa and Phil, the dynamic is different. It is the Rant Foundation, right? It's the same thing. But it feels different. And to me, I can't help but to think that the New Day is going to feel totally different. My big issue, if you like, kind of sit like I had all weekend to sit and think about it because I'm pissed, right? I fuck, I think it's stupid. Like I don't understand what we did to deserve all these groups and all the all people the, that we the, actually all like. The bad takes Phil caught up to every I, bad take you ever tweeted. It's all at once, all in one draft, that's all in what, like the last what month. Retribution is retribution is them getting back at Phil for. It's bad me. Takes. Yeah, I don't know what I did to deserve this, but like, good job, Phil. Good job. It, it's 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 unreal. Like. And I understand it, it, it's funny because like as us as fans, we're like, we want something new, we want something different, right? And then all of a sudden it's like we're gonna break up the new day. Like, no, we don't know. Like, leave that alone. That was fine. That was fun. And and having the whole weekend to think about it, right? They keep talking about, oh, Biggie's getting this push. Biggie's getting this push. He's a future champion. Not on SmackDown, he isn't because he ain't beating Roman. And we already know that the storyline that a lot of us wanted 
you know, want to happen at Mania. And, um, you know, the one that it's rumored to be is Roman versus The Rock for the title. So that means Big E won't be the champion by Mania. So what's the point of yeah, splitting them I up? I thought that if that was going to be the case, if what happened happened, Big E will go to Raw. Because I That's can see him beating um, Drew McIntyre. Exactly, 100%. I think I'm not so upset at the splitting. I'm upset at how everything, like, worked out. Same with the New Day winning the tag team titles only to go to Raw to then have to flip it with the Street Profits. I thought that Cesaro and Shinsuke were about to get split up and Me they were going to draft them as single stars. Um, but we're talking about the New Day. I, I, I feel like, okay, I get your point, Phil, but at the same time, I feel like we haven't really seen the New Day as a trio for like two years because of the Kofi singles run like, and, and Xavier and Big E were doing their own thing and then they got injured. So I, I feel like this is the one way that you can split them up maybe for a year, do what you're going to do with Big E and bring them back together because it wasn't a breakup. This was something yeah. they couldn't control. That being said, I don't think that anybody's going to be the top guy outside of Roman Reigns on SmackDown. I think Big E would have had a bigger chance on Raw. It, you're 100% right. but it, it's just, And then because Big E's on SmackDown it kind of makes the whole thing meaningless, right? And it's like, I know he had right. a, a fantastic match with Sheamus, right? But it's like, mm -hmm. leave the New Day on SmackDown. That way, them beating Nakamura and Cesaro makes sense because they're still on SmackDown. And they don't do the stupid title exchange, which is another reason. Like, why do that? It's, to it's, just It's piss poor planning. It is fucking shit planning. Exactly. They didn't have anything fucking figured out. So they take these titles and they trade them and they switch them instead of just being like, if you're a champion, you're staying on the fucking brand. That's it's that simple. Done. Yeah, it was so dumb to see them just exchange titles backstage. It was like, why? Why? And why? and and it's this fear of like having it's people like, it's lose like the Disney pins. It's like you see someone with a Disney pin. It's like the pin exchange. Exactly. That's what it reminded me of. It's corny. But I don't oh, understand God, why WWE, a company who books 50-50 all the time anyway, is so afraid for people to lose. Like in NXT. You have people who will lose the title at TakeOver and then debut the next night somewhere else and still be like, oh, my God, they're here. And you forget that they just lost the titles, right? You could have right. easily had the Street Profits who um, they were on the New Day's podcast a couple weeks ago. And they said that they are actually the longest reigning champions since the New Day. They've held the titles for so long. So you can have them put over a new young team on, on Raw, and then they can get drafted to SmackDown. And then you could have kept the belts on Shinsuke and Cesaro, seeing as they stayed on SmackDown. And then you could have maybe had the Street Profits beat them well, later can, on. Can we just do something that, that might be unpopular, but I think is very popular, is have the tag team titles float. We only need one set of tag team champions. Mm -hmm. You only need one set. Your tag team division is depleted right now yeah. with injuries, right? And all in the whole company, not just the, on the main the show. Company, yeah. Your tag team division is depleted, right? You've had tons of injuries. You've literally had the same four or five teams going for these yeah, titles. And they're keep, they split, keep breaking up everybody. Yeah, you just split Andrade <laughs> and uh and Angel. It's like instead of that, just have the and you split up Otis, which whatever. I don't like Otis, but still but they like were a tag, tag team. team. You broke like a tag team up tag. for no reason. And Tucker, it, let's look at our watches and see how long it takes for oh, them yeah. to release him because yeah, without Otis, the, he's good, he's done. Like so, it doesn't make any sense. So when you have these tag titles that when I was growing up, and, and maybe it's just a sign of my age, it was one of the most prestigious titles. When the Hart Foundation walked to the ring with those titles, you felt like it was really important. Right now, you have two tag teams. So who is the tag team champions? Because there can only be one. It's like the NBA Finals going, the Heat, you're the champions too. Okay? Exactly. You're the champions on 
Thursday well, through yeah, Saturday. Exactly. Yeah, it's like when you look at, think about it, baseball. You have your division champions, American League, National League. Nobody talks about that. You talk about the World Series champions. Exactly. Even yeah, when yeah. you have these little division champions, it, it feels the same way. I We talked about it last week. The tag team titles should be unified because you have two teams right now. You know what I mean? And it was so it was so funny to see the New Day come back. And, and I love the New Day. I'm the biggest New Day fan. But the fact that they put the belts on them immediately the night they come back was such a predictable move. No, it's like, well, I mean, listen, if it's like getting your, your best player back, right? Who's your best player on your team? Your best tag team is the New Day. Your most yeah. popular tag team is New mm-hmm. Day. They sell merch. They promote, you know, Xavier's up, up, down, down is huge, right? You put a belt on that guy. And I think... That's what you have to do is you have to market it. But yes, it is predictable, but it would be less predictable if they had Street Profits versus New Day unification match. Bam. And then everyone would be shocked. Mm -hmm. We could blow it up. If the New Day wins, fine. But then it's like the tag team titles are now important again. The U.S. title and the Intercontinental title, I get them not being on a show. But what if the tag team champions for the women and the men float it? It would make more. And then even with the women. You have a team like Natty and Lana, who they're two wrestlers who no one has cared about for a very long time. You put them together. They start getting a little bit of momentum as a tag team, and they're actually working. Like, I thought they were entertaining because they're real-life friends, and it was good. It was different for Natty to be like this kind of prissy girl that she's never shown. They split them already? Oh yeah, yeah. yes they did. So Wait, and they what? split them in the in my opinion the worst way. And I know Lana ended up the night winning the battle royal, but here's my biggest issue. Wait, with Lana that. won the battle royal. Yes. Wait, so, wait, 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 wait. This is what oh, happened. Yeah. Okay. This is what happened. You split, you split the iconics to push yes. and Royce as a single star, and yep. Lana, Lana won the. No, there's a lot of problems with that battle royal that yeah. people have been talking about. Yeah. So, <laughs> it was Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Mm. A makeshift team, if I've ever seen one, right? I a team that's them, not going to last. They want a team name. I said, I said, doing research. That's my. Oh my god, it's funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, tag team names research purposes. <laughs> it's an inside joke <laughs> that like three people get. But um, so it was them two versus Natty and Lana. Cool. Natty and Lana lose. Lana loses to be specific, right? Yeah. Dana, they had a cool finisher. It was whatever. It made Mandy and Dana look great, and then. After the match, Natty's like, you're so stupid. You're a loser. Like, I was like, so she is just making Lana look the absolute worst. Then during the Battle Royal, Nia Jax kills Lana through a table again. We forget she's in the match. Lana ends up winning the Battle Royal. Cool. Lana's going to get murdered by Asuka next week. And this feel-good story is going to mean nothing. Do this Eva Marie comeback thing? Because I've seen it. it Well, because she tweeted, like, oh, ready for the Thunderdome tonight. Like, so people thought that that meant... I think the back. battle royal was weird. They 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 advertised Alexa and Zelina, and then Zelina yeah, wasn't well, in it, and Alexa wasn't in it. We're gonna get to Alexa because that fucking moment at the end was. Yeah, but so like I was saying, they broke up Natty and Lana, and yeah, then they, they drafted Shayna and and Nia to Raw. So the women tag belts are on Raw, but there's no female teams there because the Riot Squad went to SmackDown, except Mandy and Dana. And I so it's like popular, unpopular. The women's tag titles were a good idea, right? But I don't think we need them anymore if you're going to fucking execute this poorly with them. But I if think, you unify think, the men's belts, put the women on a, the other show. I think the one thing that idea. WWE doesn't do... Women, SmackDown gets the tag, and then you could have... You could have competitors from each coming to their show. That's what I'm saying. Them. It just makes sense. But I mean, if you're going to keep degrading these women's titles like this, don't fucking have them. I'd rather I think the not biggest, have them. 
the the one thing that WWE is forgetting that I I, I wish they would remember with the Attitude Era is not everybody is going to be a single star, right? Right. It's the way it is. Some people like Jeff Hardy, as unbelievable as he is, right? Matt Hardy will never be a single star. Him and, and Jeff worked so beautifully as a tag team. Same thing with the Dudley Boys. Same thing with... Well, I think Jeff Hardy ended up being a really... A big star, but he's he's still not, like, the guy. So, you know, and uh, it, was, it was more for Matt Hardy. That statement was more for Matt Hardy. Think. All right, so let's go back, though, in the time machine. Yeah. They're trying, to, they're trying to catch lightning in a bottle, right? Because Bret Hart was a part of a tag team. Shawn Michaels was a part of a tag team. Right. They are two of the most iconic wrestlers this company has ever seen. Mm -hmm. Stone Cold Steve Austin was in the tag team, the Hollywood Blondes, right? He wasn't in WWE, but he was a tag team wrestler. That's when you start to get these developments. Diesel was Shawn Michaels' bodyguard. Like, this is how they find their top guys. So I get why they. But it's, that's it. the exception. But you're right. You know that I mean? is the exception. Right. There's talent. They have like 300 people signed, and now all of them are going to grow to be top guys. What? So that also works for the women. There are tons of women. Like Dana Brooke is never going to be a big star, but she might be or a great a tag team. Star. But, yeah. she, yeah. Be she might be a great tag, tag team wrestler. wrestler. Exactly. Right. And before Mandy Roman and Sonya. Like no, he just yeah. took off. <laughs> before Mandy and Sonya had this breakout year that they had this year it seemed like they would just be great tag team wrestlers right so it's like you have a bunch of women on your roster who i would love to see them have tv time carmella's one of them put carmella in a tag team let's do something fun right if the, i was the booking um the women's division mm -hmm. right now i would put the tag titles in nxt make a mm -hmm. team in nxt and then you have main stars from the main roster coming on wednesday yep. nights and that proved to work when Sasha and Bailey went down there. Guess what? They beat AEW in the ratings. Now you can put it over there while you sort out your women's division on the main roster. Every once in a while, you have a, a showcase match, and the NXT women's division is stacked. You can take two yeah. of those women's mm -hmm. and put it in a tag, in a tag title and kind of yep. like a tag team and kind of just have that happen, and then that way you're still... You know, you still are able to compete on Wednesdays with bringing in people from the main roster until 100%. you figure out what you're going to do. I will, I will, because the tag teams are supposed to be defended in every brand. So why not give it to NXT for a little while and we stick got, with got, it? Like, we got two Kyle and, in the chat. Hi, I'm Kyle, and I'm Kyle. <laughs> and make a, and my thing is, is make a plan. Like, give me mm -hmm. and like, I understand that WWE is week to week booking, but when it comes to the women's tag titles, yo, give me three months. These are the teams, three months. Let's see what you can do with the belts on NXT, like Issa said. And then let's build a division because ever since Sasha and Bailey lost the belts, no one has cared. The Iconics were fun champions, but they were just fun backstage because they didn't, never got to wrestle on TV. So and, it's and, like, and, and, and shocking to all, Peyton Royce is actually a pretty fucking good wrestler. And then you you break the Iconics up, and Billy Kay doesn't even get drafted yeah. on fucking Raw. She gets, she's signed as a free agent. Yeah. It's like, and then. Andrade doesn't even get drafted. We were talking about it before the show. Like, what is happening? Like, I was just sitting there like, I, what so is going on? Problem, and it's going to keep going back to this. And I hate to keep going back to this, but I always feel this way about the brand split. You can't have two champions. One champion. It makes everything feel so much more important. Can you imagine Roman Reigns being the only champion, but he is on SmackDown? Now, AJ Styles has to travel to fight him. It's Wait, like having home. I thought he was the only champion. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
But but to you, (laughs) then it makes the Intercontinental Championship feel important. It makes the U.S. title. That's what I'm saying. You can have these guys that are champions. You could have Kevin Owens hold this IC title and make it feel big because it's the champion on that. Remember how big the IC belt felt when uh, Seth was champion and Brock was gone. Like, remember that? Like, it it was a it was headlining Raw. Like, why can't you? Yeah, that. that had that amazing feud with the Miz back when the Miz was still good. I, I'll never forget that feud for the IC title. That it was, yeah. that and was they had one of the best one, one runs the, the IC title has had. One of the best out. matches of the year they had on yeah. Raw. Remember that? That that's was amazing. Been, that's, that's my disconnect, right? And, and it's always been. But I'm not going to sit here and do my pet peeve thing. But I feel like right now your your roster, you have a good roster, but it's very depleted. You're getting injuries. You know, some people are just coming back from the pandemic. Your tag team divisions depleted. Let's just unify everything and just make storylines. They don't have to cross over. Like Roman Reigns, his storyline could be Friday night, and then he doesn't have to be on Raw. No one says you have to be on Raw. That way you can have five or six stories going that I could actually invest in, right? Because it's And it makes you watch both shows. Because right now when you look at the roster, you just want to, in my opinion right now, I'd rather just watch SmackDown. You literally, I think the only person that you left on Raw for me to kind of have a little interest is AJ Styles and Randy Orton. Outside of that, everybody that I absolutely adore is on SmackDown right now. So it's like, why am I going to tune on Monday? Putting the Fiend on Monday Night Raw. Fiend and Fantastic. Great idea, right? Fantastic. If you're going to put him in and if you're going to, the problem is, and here we go with the pet peeves, like Anne said, I have no faith in them taking anything that's working in a good direction outside of Roman Reigns right now. So it's like you see these moments and you want to get excited, but as wrestling fans that we've been doing this for a while, you're trained to go, oh, they're going to fuck it up because they've done it with The Fiend so many times at this point that I just have no, as much as I love him and as as much as I want The Fiend to just be the the, the undertaker of this generation, I always have a fear that they're going to do something that messes it up. So it's like, I love the moment. I love everything that they're doing. But it just makes you go, oh man, how long before it goes to shit? 100%. Luckily, Bray Wyatt is a character that can still captivate because they've tried to fuck this up, right? They've tried. (laughs) Hell in a Cell last year. Goldberg coming back. They have tried to fuck the Fiend up and he's just too good, right? Bray Wyatt's too good. Most people wouldn't bounce back. Look at Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman's never, mark it down. He'll never be champion again. He's a failed experiment. I liked Braun when he was I said getting the hands and stuff. But once they did the get the hands point, and then every he's popular, and then you don't put the belt on him. You don't do it. You wait two years. Then nobody cares anymore. I just want to say it. I always say he was not it. Just throwing that out there. You have. You have. And I, <laughs> I but. Us as wrestling fans, we liked it at first because it was something different. They built him as Don't a Don't ask me on that conversation. I never Phil and I. Yeah, I liked him. Liked it, right? Get these Phil hands. Phil did? I did. I did. I liked him a lot. But he, it's just like you try to fuck things up. You waited too long. The fucking yeah. biggest issue with WWE they did it with Enzo, they, wait, Enzo and they do it with everybody. They wait too fucking long. Like, we could have had this Roman like three years ago, bro. You wait... Too long, and like no, yes, Roman like, is I so like talented. On Roman, I no, like it, yeah, me it, too. Like it's it's just like, why do we have to like why do we have to wait so long for Sasha and Bailey? Like it's amazing and it's great, but like we should have been had this. They should have been had like been a big match. Amazing. I am so I'm excited for the Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. Oh but like, why God. did you wait so long on Alistair? Why did you wait so long no, no, and I with Andrade? That. Why did you wait so long with all these I'm people? I'm going to argue is I'm 
very old school in storytelling. I want a slow burn. Yeah, I but this is Sasha this is like burn way to learn. The best thing, right? And I, I'm excited for it. And I and the Roman Reigns finally turning heel has been the best. But you're right. It's the slow burn that we don't want. It's the Rey Mysterio mm-hmm. versus Seth Rollins eight months. So burn. when they drafted that the Mysterio to SmackDown, right? I wanted to die. I was texting <laughs> MJ because she wanted me to um keep her informed with what was going on in the draft, right? Because yet yeah. again, Friday hate myself, watch the whole show. So um I'm sitting there and I'm like, fuck yeah, Seth got drafted to SmackDown and not with the Mysterios. Fuck yeah. And then MJ's like, I bet you the night ends with them on SmackDown. I was like, nah, it's going to be different. They get fucking yeah. drafted. I'm like, you got to be I wasn't me. watching either because I had the Yankees game. So I don't even know who texted. And I was like, why are you doing this? The Yankees are doing horribly. Yeah. And now you want to tell me because I got so excited because, of course, I love I am always here for Robin and Seth on the same brand and see their interaction. But it was like, why do you have to ruin my night by letting me know that the Mysterios are? It's so dumb. It's so and it dumb. The so whole draft worse. was dumb. I'm sorry. It made it so much worse because on Raw, Rollins interacted with AJ and Jeff Hardy. And it was Oh, my God. Awesome. I know. I know. Awesome. Promos were awesome, and I'm like, this is what I want to see—something new, something fresh. But it's like, psych, Seth is going right to SmackDown, and he's gonna deal with fucking the Mysterios again. That's it's what like, I'm saying. It's like me. they're they overburn stories, right? It's like, it's like, okay, that was they cool. drafted storylines. Like, yeah, that's they, what they, they, did. they did. The eye for an eye match, and then you got Dominic at SummerSlam, and, and it's like, move on now. Move this is on. your fault. It's your fault because yeah, you are I'm his biggest fan. fan. I, I know. Can, right? It's your fault, bro. <laughs> But some of the slow burns work. So I don't want to sit here and just shit on them and shit on them and discredit them. But I do think we they have flashes of greatness, right? Roman Reigns right now, The Fiend and Alexa, mm-hmm. Sasha and Bailey. That's the flashes of greatness, right? And you don't need everything to be great. But you can't just have three greats and awful. You need three greats and something good. Especially There's in a no three-hour show. So like, you need Gattis something. there was pretty bad wrestling, right? I think it yeah, was. Half of what one. he just pointed out is SmackDown, which is what I'm yeah. saying. You're only yeah. watching on Fridays at this point. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, Attitude Era was bad wrestling. But guess what they did? They learned how to fill in the middle stories. I cared about X-Pac, right? I cared that him and Kane were a tag team. I cared about it. And it was mid-card shit. and nothing to do with anything important. But they made you care. That is my biggest disconnect right now is your upper echelon. Like that's flashes of greatness. That is like what we expect. And then there's nothing in the middle. Mm-hmm. What is this Alistair Black Kevin Owens thing? What are we trying to accomplish? Well, it's what on SmackDown. So we'll, 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 we'll see. Because we'll, it's not what ending. Is the, what is the story? Give me the story. I seen some interactions between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, so that got me a little excited. Oh, yeah, they are, like revive yep. because Kevin Owens does well when he's with Sami. When he was with Kevin, when he was with Chris Jericho, so I wouldn't mind seeing Kevin Owens kind of team up with someone for a little bit, just because I feel like he's so underutilized right now. Mm-hmm. I'd rather him stay away from Alistair Black and maybe reunite with Kevin with Sami, and Sami doesn't have his little stable anymore. It will, it would just yeah. be nice, and I know that will be recycling a storyline, but they're not doing anything with Kevin Owens or Alistair black honestly mm-hmm. he's so and that, that's, that's what we want for raw too is like you have like i think that they made a mistake by drafting apollo back to smackdown and not yeah. it, having to be ricochet because i thought apollo was doing really good on raw so like why not just let ricochet have a new scenery go to smackdown take the stupid 
the, you know, the I love what Ricochet was... did last night. Viva la raza. That was oh yeah, yeah. the Eddie Guerrero spot. That was <laughs> yeah. cool. But, that's, why yeah. did he faint? Why did he faint like he was in like a fucking? It was like a soap opera. Yeah. Oh, so funny. I love like, that He's showing personality. So let's like let's keep that momentum going, right? And it sucks because yeah, Will Smith. <laughs> it, it sucks. Oh, that's true. Will Smith. That's funny. Um, but like he in that storyline. The her business can't mess with him no more, which means he will not be involved in the United States title pitcher because Bobby Lashley's still a champion, which Who's is great. Be Bobby Lashley, Mustafa right? No Ali one in retribution. Oh, that's a good point. Okay. Mustafa Ali is going to hold that U.S. championship, and that's what's going to make the U.S. title feel. Right now, the U.S. title feels important because it's with the hurt business, but yeah. it's going to keep it keep it feeling important where it's not going to just look like, and, and, and it doesn't look like a 4th of July paper plate decoration. So there's, there's, I that just, well. just want to know whose idea was it to draft people for raw, for raw underground, but you didn't draft Andrade here. Davicato, is, let's go. Not only Davicato, but Riddick Moss, like what? <laughs> Riddick Moss got drafted on TV. Oh, well, now, now that's why they drafted Riddle to raw. You know that. Oh, oh no, yeah, I, I just thought about that. Yeah. He'll do the underground thing. I thought it was because Seth did that interview yeah. and he was like, I never want to face him. What do they have like beef in real life? Is that like a thing? Yeah, really? Yeah, oh. um, but yeah, it's just I don't know, man. I, I can't, I, I can't get over the fact that you have a fucking network, right? That people pay for. And you don't actually do a draft. Like you don't sit them in a room and give them fucking raw and SmackDown shirts and do an actual draft where the superstars don't know where they're going. And if it splits up a tag team or like you make a rule, you can't split up on like a Sunday. And then that way you you start the week with people going to their specific brands. This is still a cluster because on Friday, the new day you're still, they're doing their farewell. And it's just like, wait, I thought we did a break. And then, like, uh, Strowman is fighting Roman for the title, but Strowman is on Raw. So, what is ha- so clearly Strowman's gonna lose? It's like it doesn't make any sense. Like, it just doesn't make let, any let sense. Let us run the network, though. Like, the Slammies would feel like the fucking Grammys, right? You would have like the like live performances of songs. Hey, like, it'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. And you would actually give awards that matter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, actual, like, and the fact that they didn't have the NXT talent in there. Kind of took the cool part of the draft because that was always a cool part of the draft. Like on the network, if anybody has Mm -hmm. watched the network over the weekend, they released um, the day of that like series that they do. And it was the 2016 or 2018 draft, 16 or 18. I don't know. One of them. Balor got drafted like second overall. Yeah. yeah. They showed that it was a, it was a a new one that came out and it was just about that draft, which was really weird because there was a lot of like Dean Ambrose, the club, like there was a lot of old people in there that you didn't think that they would use. Right. Who's Dean Ambrose? Dean Ambrose, bro. In WWE lore, he still exists. Yeah, I know. know. He's just right here. Like, I have a whole fucking wall of them right here. Exactly. But, like, they showed that and, you know, like, oh, it's it's real. They didn't tell us, blah, blah, blah. You got real reactions. But, like, NXT was involved in it and it was new and, like, we're getting new faces. They had Alexa, Carmella. Remember when Alexa was drafted? Everyone's like, why the fuck would you draft Alexa Bliss? And she ended up, like, having the best women's That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and that's why they didn't draft Bailey and everybody was like, WTF? Because, I mean... Yeah, that was. You think, all right, so I got a good comment that I think that we could we could expand on. Vince needs to let Triple H take over and create storylines. Vince will never do that. So I agree. Like, that, <laughs> I agree. Vince left the first time. Vince will never, never, ever do that. 
I think the problem here is also that NXT is, while it is in network television right now, it's not, you don't have a lot of people to please where we, with WWE main roster, you're talking not only their individual networks, but you're also talking the stockholders, the people that have part in the company, you'll have to, an audience that you're trying to please. I think, I'm not saying that Vince McMahon is a genius by any means, and I think he's very disconnected with what's the current status of things. But at the same time, I think it's a job that not everybody could do because of all the people that you have to try to please. And I personally think that you have to take every character and book the end of the story and work backwards. This week-to-week thing is never going well, to be Well, listen, New yeah. Japan books their stories like a year in advance. Yeah, and you cash and money, like, and, and you have to have a plan B, because what if somebody gets injured? What if this person yeah. doesn't get over with the crowd? But that being said, you, I'm going to sit down with you, Phil. What do you want your character to be? What is your main goal for your character? And work your way backwards, and that's yeah. why things work, and they're not doing and that. And make clear divisions that way right. when somebody like let's say Sami Zayn, right Sami Zayn is a great intercontinental champion if he has another six to eight months of this great run maybe in six to eight months you slide him into the main event that's but what, in that, that's time, what that title used to i know be. but like in that time he doesn't interact with main eventers on yes, that level right. that way when he's all of a sudden he's in the ring with roman reigns you're like Holy shit, this is cool. And I like, think that I hate, I hate bringing him up. Everybody. When Warrior was the Intercontinental Champion, he fought Hogan and he was a heavyweight. Cha- you were like, the it was world's going to explode, and, right? The and, world. And you think of like, like that Intercontinental belt, like you said, used to be the stepping stone. Like, yep. can you carry a belt, right? Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, all these people, they won that belt. Rock. And then they went up. Stone Cold, everybody, they went up. So, like, let's bring that back a little bit. Let's, let's make that. If you want to give Kevin Owens the Intercontinental belt, Great. Give Kevin Owens something because that guy's mm-hmm. fucking him. His match with the Fiend was fucking fire, bro. Yeah, it was not even that. It was just on the mic. The promos that he cuts, he's so believable, so relatable. You don't get that from a lot. I of do. I do. Like, Kevin Owens do no wrong in my eyes. I, mean, I do want to turn him heel again because heel Kevin Owens is like yeah. my, my heel, favorite person in the he world. Was my favorite Kevin Owens. Heel Kevin Owens is fantastic, right? Yeah. But it was the NXT one because he was a prize fighter and yeah. he used to come out and say, I'm doing oh this God, for my yes. family. So he was a bad guy, but he really wasn't a bad, a bad guy. guy. That's like why he would do relatable. what he needed to do to bring a check And you know what? I feel like we, I, I actually feel like right now, even like how they did it with Ali, I feel that way about Kevin Owens. At some point, he's going to get fed up of trying to do things the right way and trying to not cut. You know what I mean? At some point, gonna Kevin Owens is going to come out. And Sammy, Sammy is gonna be there. I know. Sam is going to be in his ear. Watch. I'm excited to see them reunited. Um, one more thing. Going back to the Triple H comment, I will say one thing. I think last week during the NXT calls that he makes, he made like this ridiculous comment about how Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns is going to be like The Rock, and I don't even know who the fuck else. It's like, bro, they fucking feuded for like half a year. We had him at WrestleMania. And I didn't even care. See that again. Like, I I don't care. Only I like that match. Roman is my favorite wrestler and they came out at WrestleMania and I said, I have no interest. No interest in seeing that. Like, even think about 
<laughs> yeah, if you think about Survivor Series right now, it's like I if they do the champion versus champions, I'm more excited about NXT coming into the mix and see NXT mix because I don't care about Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. I mean, I always care about what Roman Reigns does, but it's not a match that I'm saying, oh my God, I'm dying to see it. So when Triple H makes comment like that, I always wonder, like, is he really that connected with things too? <laughs> you know, like, he's, he's just, just that's trying, his, he's that's him. it up because he knows people yeah. are, are looking at the transcript of these calls. So, you know, if, oh, Triple H said Drew's a big deal. I still love Drew. Drew's still I one like of my Drew. favorites. I like Drew, but again, but I understand what you're saying. Works better as the guy who shows up and fucks people up and leaves. Yeah. Like, I, I, I like Drew. Like, the, like, Orton should have beat him for yeah. the title. And uh, then if the you want to Drew, you have the chase again. The money's in the chase. How exactly. long have we said that? Everyone cares about the chase. A name that I'm excited that got drafted to SmackDown is Daniel Bryan. Give me all the Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns matches. Give me all of them. I want all of them because they are fucking. Honestly, gonna... would have thought it'd been cool if he yeah. got drafted to Raw because I think Raw needs Raw needs Daniel Bryan. Raw needs. <laughs> and this is the one thing I will say. I am very excited that people like Lacey Evans mm-hmm. and Naomi got drafted to Raw because if a show's three hours long, you have to be entertaining. I, I kind of wish Carmella got drafted there too. They need entertainment on Raw because it's it's such a long like SmackDown is is it's good. They're they're chilling. Like their show's awesome every week. Right. So it's like you like you could you could like lend Raw some of your entertainers so they can kind of make the three hours go by a little bit better. I'm excited for Bianca against whoever ends up yeah. with a champion after mm-hmm. Helena. So, like, if she don't get elevated, I would assume that Sasha and Bailey is a long-term kind of feud. Mm-hmm. But I'm ready for her to be the next one up for that title yeah. after Absolutely. after the I-, I was happy that she went to SmackDown. Just, I kind of wish she stayed on Raw though because I don't think if you're going Bailey, Sasha, Bailey, Sasha, I don't think Bianca's anywhere near that. Like, I don't think they're gonna put the belt on her. I'm mean, obviously right. saying that, but I think she could have beaten Asuka. Today, like you know, what I mean, like it's a right. so Agreed, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What, and it you? sucks that Rhea Ripley's stuck in NXT still. Yeah. Like, I thought, I, she I come thought up. that was going to be the name that got drafted that everyone would be like, okay, business just picked up. I don't know, especially with Tony Storm coming back, like and Ember, like, yeah, move that you know, move yeah. Rhea up. But we talked about that last week. I just don't think the rosters are are still balanced. I still feel an SmackDown, got, Smackdown is a unbelievable show and raw is like i mean brain alexa <laughs> yeah like raw but like the good thing is raw got the fiend and alexa so now you have the fiend election you have alexa and you have ali leading retribution i have a couple reasons now to watch that i didn't have two weeks ago right yeah but i then, like aj styles in the mix of raw because yeah. i feel like whoever wins the wwe championship could go against aj styles gonna be next and that's gonna AJ. be a fire yeah, yeah. Because I think AJ kind of showed more heelish tactics again when he was talking to R-Truth, which R-Truth should just do commentary because he's fucking amazing. I don't know if you saw the interview on Raw Talk. Talk. Oh, my God. He kept asking AJ Styles, like, oh, so SmackDown's the the house that you built, but now you're on Raw. So, like, what are you, condominiums, single-family homes? Like, he's just... Fucking going down with it. He just asked, "Are you are you fucking serious?" Dude? Like I didn't see that. I just saw him tell Lana, "Girl, you're a wreck." When she was crying, and I died. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think Styles is a huge name, right? Styles is a nice name. The Fiend's a nice name, but it's like, what story do you have for the Fiend on Raw? That's what I'm interested in. And they 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 did what they always do. They tease 
Even though it made no sense that Zelina was helping out Andrade because last Why? week Andrade shitted on her. Yeah. But whatever. Be beyond that, you were like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, we're going to get Bray and Alexa versus Andrade and Zelina. This would be really cool. They, Zelina and Andrade would do the job, and it would be a fun storyline. It'll be awesome. And then they sit <laughs> They, they have different brands. It's like, so that was all for nothing. That really cool segment yeah, with the double, double sister Abigail's was for nothing. Uh, Jeremy, I agree. I would love to see Sheamus versus McIntyre I, because I want to see them yeah. beat the fuck out of because each other. So that if you guys, anybody who watched the Drew 24, right? Sheamus was in that. They've known each other for so many years and they're yeah. very close. So like, they're going to beat the shit out of each other. And Sheamus is a heel. I mean, he's wearing a stupid paper boy hat, but we'll get past that. Right, it'll be a good I, match. I, I would just want to them see. to make like a, and I know that they're Irish and not British, but I just want like a Peaky Blinders type of fucking. Sheamus is the closest thing you're gonna get, bro. Hey, so yo, just, yo yeah. McIntyre, Pete Dunn, put them in a fucking faction. Pete <laughs> Dunn is stuck in the UK, bro. This dude is like <laughs> the honorary. No, he's like holding the trophy for got shredded though. I would, yeah, he, love he for, um, I would love for the Fiend to do something similar to what he did with Braun Strowman to Randy Orton and kind of bring back all of the on the Bray Wyatt oh, because like, Randy Orton did screw Bray Wyatt. Yeah. yeah, so it would be well, nice to see that feud happen that. next in a whole different like, especially with Randy being like the legend killer right now and, and Bray kind of like messing with him. I would love to see that again. And you don't need the Fiend to be face or heel. The Fiend is just trying to right, right. all Bray Wyatt's wrongs, right? Right. He, he did it with John Cena. He did it with Braun Strowman. Man, why not Randy? It's now right there. Go, written and for and you. now go to Randy and then eventually go to Roman, right? Like, try to right these wrongs, right? Um, mm -hmm. Undertaker would be cool if they did like a cinematic match because the Undertaker is like, <laughs> what? I think he's actually done. I think he's I like real done. I hope, but you know, Vince, I, I read somewhere that Vince was mad that like the last line was never say never or something because Taker was like, I'm done. And that's how it ended. Instead of like, never say never. It's like, how long are we, are you going to actually bring his casket out? Yeah, when he dies and like, he's still here guys. And, and shout out to Jeremy in the chat saying we're getting cross versus Scarlet. Or Cross and Scarlet versus Fiend and Alexa at some point. Here's the thing, bro. Don't hold your breath. It's, it's like oh, three years in advance. And I don't think by the time Killer Cross and Scarlet get called up or whatever Cross is called now. The it, Fiend will be a cult leader again. <laughs> the Fiend and Alexa will not be a thing, bro. I think Cross. No, but I just got so excited for the thought of that. Yeah, oh, that'd no, be man. cool. It'd be awesome, right? But yeah. I don't think Cross is coming up. Yeah, the, the stuff Jeremy too. writes on Twitter, I'm like, WWE, if you're like paying attention, just. Like some of like Jeremy and us fans, we have pretty good ideas, right? It says, no oh, also shout out to Mackenzie in the chat saying Keith Lee should face Bobby Lashley because if we know one thing yeah. is that they put all the black people in <laughs> one segment, and that U.S. title is for all the black wrestlers. So Keith Lee fits fits the model, bro. He could win, and then he'll feud with Shelton, and then he'll feud with Ricochet, and then he'll feud with the New Day, and it'll just be all in one. I group still, right I still don't get that. Like, <laughs> it's just Vince I like trying, Vince trying too hard not to be racist. That he's like, yeah. And then he drafted all the blonde girls to Raw too. No, <laughs> oh my God, blonde for all. <laughs> Book me, bro. But did you see that tweet? I said, Aunt. Mm -mm. You know, brawl for all. I was yeah. at one point before the riot squad got drafted. Uh, the riot squad got drafted. It was Charlotte, Mandy, Dana, Alexa, Natty, Lana, and Liv Morgan. I was like, put them in the ring, blonde for all. That's it, bro. <laughs> That's, it was like 
all blonde. It's like blonde Oscar Naomi. That's raw. Like holy shit. Vince has a type, man. He definitely does. <laughs> you ain't lying, bro. Um, I, I just I, I'm excited for the future of what's going to happen with Roman and Jey Uso and see where that goes. I'm also excited to see who Roman's next competitor is. As I say that, hi, big dog in the background. Um, I just don't know who, who could it be? Do you think it could be Seth Rollins? Maybe short term. Yeah. Well, no, Seth is a heel though. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Maybe Kevin Owens. He did win the match with Alistair. So. Oh, so that's for what? Well, after I feel like after Helena Cell, don't we build up to Survivor Series? So they might just yeah. stay away from yeah, that because if Roman they do the brand versus brand, and then the he's going to fight back, it. wins the Rumble. <laughs> I'm the tribal chief now. Yeah, they fight it. We have to wait. It gets postponed because of Corona. The Roman versus The Rock isn't until 2031. In Hobbs like, you know what? You know, Florida's like, you know what? 65,000 a stadium sounds like a great idea during a pandemic. So, Jeremy KO and Brian should be the uh, is Brian like coming back? Like, uh, is his paternity over? I mean, the baby's what a couple months old, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's still, still Corona, bro. bro like, I, got, I got two weeks, so I was, yeah, uh, I, was I was back grinding after two weeks. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what it's like to get a couple months off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Is he coming back? I, I We all pretty much assume that Seth is going away soon, right? Because Becky mm-hmm. should be having the kid towards the end of the year, right? So it would be cool to see Roman versus Seth in a little quick feud. And Roman puts him out. Yeah, puts him out. And then you have to and Seth listen. Doesn't, Seth doesn't call him daddy. And then Seth comes back as a face and he burns it down. And Here's a funny story about Seth. Don't call him daddy. Here's a funny story about Seth Issa will like. So we're watching Raw last night, and I tricked Brittany into watching the first part with me before she gave up and went to bed. Uh, and Seth came out, and she was like, this is stupid. She doesn't like his gimmick, right? And then I was like, "I've as someone who's never liked Seth Rollins, I love the gimmick. And then she was like, never liked Seth Rollins. The first show me and you went to, you screamed like a little girl when he returned. And I was like, there's no <laughs> And you bought his fucking shirt. Bro. I bought his shirt and took a picture that's what hanging in the house. What a mark. I'm a mark. Yeah, I'm a mark. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> As someone who never liked Seth Rollins, except for that three-month span where I wore a shirt three times a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah except for that. You know what I mean? I love I love the coat. I love the the Jesus thing. It's dope. <laughs> I love the G. I love that Me he's too. playing Jarrett Leto. Like, yeah, yeah, as a human, Jarrett Leto is like a cult leader who thinks yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. And Seth Rollins is like, Hey, I listen to his music, I'm just gonna be Jarrett Leto now. I'm okay, it works as long as he's not fighting fucking Mysterio. I think it's Seth Rollins I mean, versus Aaliyah, Miss but Gutierrez, whatever the fuck her real name is. Next, she's getting a contract. That girl's getting a huge contract. She's been on TV, she was on TV more than Ali was all year. <laughs> You ain't lying. She's on TV more than fucking 90% of the women's roster. Yeah. Um, so the last thing I want to talk about before we get out of here and do the Patreon. Thank you, uh, Dave. Patreon.com backslash Ramp Foundation. We'll be answering some questions there. I want to talk about the dog collar match because that was fucking awesome. And I, I've said it and I don't want to you know, ring my bell or toot my own horn, but beep, beep. Cody Rhodes cons- is consistently the best big match wrestler in AEW. Mm-hmm. Everything feels big. Every time he has to shine, he does. You never sit there and go, that Cody didn't bring it tonight. Him and Brody Lee beat the shit out of each other. It was the closest to like 1980s 
beatdowns that I've ever seen, right? It was brutal. It was bloody. They told a story. And then the show of respect afterwards, even though it was on social media, that is something cool to see because you go to war with someone like it's kind of like growing up. If you don't like someone, you fight them and then you learn to respect them. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that's how you earn someone's respect. And that's what I thought was cool about that. I know East didn't watch it. Phil, what were your thoughts on Cody? Oh, it, was, it, it was great, right? And, and last week's show, I said I wasn't excited about it because it, I think it was a little bit too old school for me. But I thought they did it really well, right? I've never seen a dog collar match before. It was my first one. And it was awesome, right? I, did you I see a Judy Bagwell in the pole match? I, you know, funny enough, I probably did. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just great. It was bloody. It was it was awesome. And then now we're getting Cody versus Orange Cassidy, which we're kind of going back to like the open challenge, right? Which I think is really cool. And we'll get Cody versus Orange Cassidy um, when if you guys are listening to this on the podcast form uh, tonight on the one year anniversary show, which I will miss because I'll be at a dinner. Shoot me in the face. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I'm going. To, I'm going to go here on a limb here and say Cody beats the shit at Orange Cassidy. Listen, yeah, I mean that's how Orange Cassidy go, beat Chris Jericho twice this year. Who knows what could happen? Uh, I'm well, sorry, I, I, can't, I, I, like him, I, I can't get behind him without a crowd. I need a full crowd to get behind. Him. We don't know it, how big is that crowd going to be on Wednesday. I don't fucking. Is it in Florida? It's it's in Daly's place. Thirty thousand people. I don't know because Florida's just like fuck. This thing's people. not real. Yeah, Florida don't, don't give a fuck, bro. The next under, the next Thunderdome is going to be at like the Stadium. segment that we used to do on the rant called Florida versus everybody. That is legit what Florida's doing right now. Yeah, exactly. They they don't like, give. We're a gonna fuck get you sick, you sick, you sick. Hey, Montana, you think you're fucking safe over there? Forget about it. We're getting you sick too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's gonna be. It should be a good show. But that that match, man, holy shit! What else? Is the, for that show? Oh, so you have um, FTR versus the best. It's all it's all championship matches. So FTR versus the best friends. Uh, Big Swole versus uh, Sheeta, which is gonna be fucking awesome. You have Moxley versus um, Archer. Finally, finally, Ar- Archer, Archer doesn't have Archer COVID. No better Archer. now. Yeah. Um, and then you have Cody versus um, Orange Cassidy. Okay, it's gonna be good. cool. So Cody, FTR. Cody got the title again. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, beat Cody won. Yeah, uh, FTR is doing some really cool stuff. Yeah, okay, that's all right. And the most, in the most, Vince McMahon, Triple H type way, Cody created that belt just so he couldn't win a heavyweight title. He's like, I am. This is the this is the Cody Rhodes champion. Yeah, exactly. so it was the one WWE guy. I am the WWE champion WWE of this title. network. <laughs> but no, so FTR is doing this thing. I don't know if you've seen it. Isa is called um. Uh, rush of greatness or something of greatness mm-hmm. and yeah. it's like a 20 minute thing and they had a fantastic match with th2 uh, last week and then best friends they had that great storyline going so that match should be really good yeah. <laughs> somebody said kenny omega versus his own bat promos i love kenny like as in the ring but like sometimes he's a little bit too corny for he's me. not a he's not a weekly tv wrestler you know what I mean? Like he's like a big match wrestler. Like he's, not, he's a prize fighter. That's exactly. uh, you can't book him He'll as a there. prize fighter He'll because he doesn't have that kind of personality. But I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. MJF versus Jericho. It, when's that happening? Uh, it looks like full gear. They at the end of it Jericho thirty. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, uh, MJF brought like the clown, and then like the I, him and Jericho. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I just love that their dynamic is like they don't want to talk shit on each other to each other's face, but as yeah, soon yeah. as they turn around, they're they like, each, each other. It's great. And then they have that tournament coming up where the number one contender gets a shot at the title. Yeah, Kenny's winning that, right? I don't know. Kenny and Hangman are both in the tournament, so so we're gonna- they're having they're like really pushing different ward lows in that tournament. I think it depends if Archer beats Moxley. If Archer beats Moxley, dumb. He won't. Yeah, you, you never know. You never no, know. No, it's not. This isn't real, Phil. Like it's. They can, you never they, know, bro. They you can, never know. Archer's not gonna beat Mox. Archer's awesome. You don't I like, like Archer. Archer, but you know when I didn't care about the New Japan U.S. title, it's when Archer had it. Okay, but you know Listen, they might do something crazy, bro. And Archer might win. Yeah, I'm good on that. No, like <laughs> MJF, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page. Even though I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie. They did a, a road to anniversary show. And they had an interview with Moxley, and I was like, this motherfucker is just the coolest guy in the world, bro. Like, he's just chilling in a fucking white t-shirt, and he's just living life, bro. I'm like, you're you're just a man. You know, when even me, when even I'm sitting here telling you he's not gonna, he's definitely not. (laughs) I think, like, Archer's great. Like, I love his in-ring ability, but that guy's not gonna make me watch TV. I just think the only person in AEW that... I would have accepted, I guess, beating Moxley was MJF. So if they didn't do it and with Darby. MJF. Darby would be cool. I Darby like Darby. The skinny, cool. the skinny skateboarder? Darby's awesome. The skinny skateboarder. Oh, Darby is awesome. Tony Hawk too? Darby is awesome. I love Darby. <laughs> okay. I like Darby a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but he can but for real, like, you got to think of it like, they're still in a Wednesday night scuffle, right? Um, It hasn't really been a war lately. But... They need to get eyes on their product. They're still trying, and they're still pu- they were pushing it real hard during basketball. You know, a lot of AEW commercials. And who is the guy that everyone recognizes besides Chris Jericho is John Moxley, right? You need a recognizable face, and I know it get it goes against everything that changed the world stood for, but you got to grow a business. Sometimes growing a business and being profitable. Mm-hmm. It's more important than changing the you're right. You're not going anywhere. Because if you don't build this business, you can't change the world. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Moxley for showing up at Bloodsport this weekend. That was oh, the yeah, yep, thing I yep. saw yep. on Twitter. I'm like, oh shit, this dude just so, shows up randomly. <laughs> in my heart of hearts, Kenny Omega should should win that win that title. Like I think, but honestly, if Moxley holds it for another six months to a year. I completely understand why. Right. Honestly, I think it should be given how this year has gone for them. And if and you're going to tell the whole storyline of like, oh, we're AW, it's something new. Get it off a WWE guy. I think it should be either Hangman, MJF, or Darby. And I, Kenny's going to win it, and Kenny's going to have an unbelievable Darby, title. Darby is going to be so cool. Cody for the TNT title. Maybe. Possibly. Nah, yeah, because Darby and Cody had that kind of mm-hmm. long, drawn out. Mm-hmm. They had the draw. They had mm-hmm. their history. So MJ, like- and MJF. I I just think that it's going. It's going to go to another younger guy. And and funny enough, uh, on uh, AW's podcast, they they asked Moxley, and he said that his favorite match since being here, if he had to pick one, was the MJF one. Yeah. Even though he said he, he said he almost passed out. He said he almost passed out walking down, walking up the steps to do his entrance because it was so hot that night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that show. 
definitely. I had to pay the cable bill for that show. I wasn't too happy about it. Uh, <laughs> $220 this month. What the fuck did I buy? Oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> we gotta do we gotta do a watch along for um talking shop of mania too i'll do that fuck friday the, november 13th bro the rise of the cock torture oh do you want to torture your cock yes you have so anybody here's a recommendation so anybody who doesn't listen, no who doesn't listen to talking shop which is Gallus and Anderson's podcast with Rocky thing. Romero they had an episode this past week while they were filming talking shop of mania their producer um, balls deep Billy, they call him. <laughs> Their producer uh, was interviewing people at Gallus's house, and he was interviewing Heath Slater. And Virgil comes up and just Dang. crashes the interview. Wait, and here's the best part: all he talked about was how big Andre the Giant's dick was. <laughs> and then he he gets up and walks away, and Heath Slater goes, "What the fuck just happened, bro? It is the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever heard on a podcast." Um, do they still call Heath Slater Heath Slater Stang? No, yo, remember talking shop me? He came out as Stang. <laughs> so, like, that's so that's like comedy wrestling that's supposed to be yeah, it's really bad. Mm-hmm. It's like a spoof on comedy wrestling, if you will. Yeah, I think we should definitely do a watch along for that. I think what Fight TV has for like 15 bucks, yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, but if you want to. Do watch alongs and actually show up because last time I, I was all alone by myself. Um, <laughs> Patreon.com backslash rant foundation. I was all ready to go. I had it all set up and everyone's like, Yeah, I'm probably not going to be watching. And I was like, Oh, I'll go fuck myself. So I watched it, watched it in bed, and it ended up being Jay Uso versus um, Roman Reigns. And that main event was amazing. And I'm kind of glad that I didn't have people talking because you could listen and actually hear the story playing out. So that was cool. But Going forward, Ramp Foundation, we will be doing watch-alongs for all the WWE pay-per-views, most of the AEW ones, if I want to waste $60 again. And definitely talk Shop Mania, too. We also have after shows and other stuff coming once everyone's schedule kind of kicks back a little bit. My schedule's a little bit nuts. But we'll be doing like um, group discussion, group hangouts, where we can't actually have our hangouts, so we're going to do virtual hangouts, where we're going to drink beers, and Phil will drink claws, and Issa will be drunk already and we'll talk about whatever you guys want to talk about um but again follow us patreon.com backslash ramp foundation you can follow me at game of ant phil at bearded bunny you change your twitter name again i change it every six weeks so it is what it is I just ride, <laughs> ride the wave bro every time you try to act him i can never find him maybe i do it on purpose we'll never know we'll never know at nyc demon diva for me we are at the Rant Foundation. Thank you guys for tuning in live. Um, so this show is probably going to remain live. I think we talked about that, Phil. There might be shows where Phil may not make it. There might be shows where I only for a make. month. Only for one month. <laughs> like we, we're gonna the, yeah, get through the, might, the winter. And yeah, we'll see how it goes. But count on us being live every Tuesday, eight p.m. Eastern time. Um, to, to break you in on some wrestling news with Stang. Thank you guys for listening. We're going to go record Patreon and thank you for keeping wrestling real. Kawaii, so kawaii. Adios.